On today's episode of Tech Point Africa podcast, Kipa scraps severance pay for laid-off staff due to internal fraud. Former Flutterwave CEO Inyaboyeji plans to build YC for Africa. Access Bank Forest into digital lending with Oxygen X. Another news we'll be considering today on the Tech Point Africa podcast. I am Oluwani Femikola Wale and with me in the studio is... Bolu. Anchim Before we go into the stories for today, uh, we are sending our condolences to everyone that was affected by the explosion that happened in Ibadan earlier this week. We pray that you are all comforted. People that have lost businesses, we hope they get back on their feet very soon. From that, we um, go to the to another loss experienced by a Nigerian fintech startup keeper there are reports that the company lost 30 million naira to internal fraud and it has affected their um their capacity to pay severance for the people that were laid off recently so bolu can you give us the gist to that story in 15 seconds uh no i will not give you 50 seconds <laughs> okay. but i will try and make it as quick as possible so um Basically, there was an internal fraud, what is being called an internal fraud at Keeper, and it happened several months ago, but they only found out um, in November, which was a month after staff were laid off. Uh, were laid off. So um, the interesting thing is how it actually happened. So it turns out that um, after they announced the shutdown of Keeper Pay, right which is like an arm of the business or one of the services they render there was a there were massive withdrawals right and then sources that spoke to tech about said it was um an internal job right mm-hmm. so there were merchants without pos or withdrawing large sums of money right and yes, that's basically you know, the fraud part of it. So this now affected the company's ability to now pay severance after it has, you know, already promised, promised. them that like they severance. Will get one month severance. Yeah, um, of their one month of their salary as exactly. severance. So I mean, it just goes to show how serious the issue of fraud, right? Especially with fintechs, with banks too, right? But I think with fintechs, they cannot afford um you know, they cannot afford the amount of breaches they are getting mm-hmm. right and they don't even disclose our forfeit exactly so uh, i mean for banks at like last year okay no, in 2022 they said total fraud uh, the total amount banks lost to fraud was around um 14 14 billion naira, right mm-hmm. if that happens to banks right which for me, I believe have a more uh, robust um, mm-hmm. cyber security systems. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> some, <laughs> some people disagree. Sir, I know some people will disagree with me, right? But I, I, I mean, judging by that amount, I mean, if you look at the US, for example, right, we're granted there it's a big, way, way bigger economy, right? But for them, they lost their their own banks lost maybe like times 50 of that to fraud, mm-hmm. right? So if that happens to a Nigerian bank, right, 
and it affects them to a certain extent. Imagine what it would be like if it happens to a small fintech. Like yeah. Right. And then we've been seeing this thing happen. Recurring. Like the yes. f- fraud in fintech is a recurring conversation that keeps coming up. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy that people that are in that space are talking about it. Like mm. we published a recent article. Um, No, not we. Yes. It was published on TechPoint. The founder of Get Equity actually did an, um, should we call it, call it an expose on on fraud and fintech and the underlying reasons why they are thriving, why fraudulent practices are thriving in the fintech space. I think we should check that out. We'll drop the link in the description. So the, the issue of fraud, uh, it's worse if it's um, internal, it's internally powered. If, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I so put it like that. It that way, whether it's internal or external, but um, as much as you're a fintech, what this shows is that... Um, you're as you're equally as susceptible to outside influence when it comes to fraud as you are to internal. internal. And um, the, in my opinion, the most the more dangerous armed robber is the person who knows your house yeah. and how to get have around. The key. Yeah, have so the key to come inside without being it's something I don't know what policies Keeper, for example, had. Mm-hmm. There are things you just can't protect. Um, you can't really. Um, you Prevent. can't be too careful. Yeah. But I, I don't know what kind of policies, but banks, for example, like Obulu was saying, yes, banks also experience fraud. You may say they have more robust um, cyber security policies, but it's not, it may it may not be simply down to that. Mm-hmm. The truth is, um, if you're a smart person and you want to steal, um, you are not going to wake up one day, you know that your company does $100 million in revenue and you plan to steal $50 million at once. Mm-hmm. You probably want to do it slowly. Because yes. the longer you're in the system, wait for a loophole too. Yeah, the longer you're in the system. No, the thing is sometimes, and what we've seen in some cases is, um, like there's a backdoor in your own system, which is one of the reasons why it can be difficult. So this might be one of those cases where mm-hmm. there's a backdoor in your system, which means it's someone who was which involved. The developer and probably yeah, those people that worked all on of the that. tech. So it's very it's something that you would see a lot. Banks, for example their own case, it could be a mistake. Some some of the things you see that are reported as fraud could also be just mistakes. Errors. So they, yeah, errors, they try to ensure that employees are like, will I say a lot, and they don't make all those um, unforced errors. But it's, I mean, um, it's a story that just shows how difficult it can be to when run any kind of business. You get in particular because um, yeah, it's yeah. huge. Yes, it is. It is. Um, uh, we are hoping they um, quickly address this and um, find a way around getting back what has been lost. If not any everything you get, you can. They, they, they should probably have a system in place now that is trying to recoup some of the funds if they can trace the mm-hmm. person that was involved internally and all. I, I was looking through a <clears throat> the status of. Of a person of a develop of a developer for a fintech mm-hmm. platform, and it was just share on the back of this story was sharing different stories of um, developers getting into trouble for issues like this for, mm-hmm. because these backdoors these are like weaknesses in their structure that they know which they actually look out for that people within this the system uh, um, exploit. I'm hoping that um, they find a way around it and, of course, pay the severance um, that has been promised to the laid-off staff. This is not an excuse. 
Yes, I mentioned the other time that um, in Yaboyeji sprung something on the Nigerian tech ecosystem last night or yesterday evening um, that he and his co-founder plan to build YC for Africa. But there's a twist in the modality and Chungazun will give us the gist. Okay, so for Ian's next trick, he wants to build the YC for Africa. Um, it's a lofty goal because knowing what we know about YC, knowing the impact it has had on um, the global startup ecosystem, um, those are huge boots to fill. But maybe just run through what that looks like. So. Um, 10 startups will be selected across Africa. What's the name of the... Accelerate Africa. Accelerate for, Africa. Yeah, Accelerate Africa. 10 startups will be selected, sector agnostic, um, and five would be working... Or it's not going to be a remote program. Five would be working or learning out of Cape, of um, Nairobi and the other five in Lagos. Um, they, they would all meet up towards the end in Lagos. Um it's a year long. No, it's um, it's eight weeks. Eight um, weeks. <coughs> yes, <coughs> it's eight weeks. Um, but curiously, it is not going to be. So why he gives you money, and this is this is probably where we would get started talking about um all the plans. Okay. YC gives you money when 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 they started out. Why he gave out a um, hundred and twenty thousand naira? Sorry, twenty thousand dollars for uh, what do you call it? Or seven percent of your startup, and they did that for a very long time. I think in 2022, they revised their terms and began offering five hundred thousand um, dollars to startups. I think for um, so you get <coughs> you get the previous um, the previous deal. I think they at some point they even increased it. I think one hundred and fifty thousand or so, but they increased it um, finally to like um, five hundred in 2022, and you get a certain amount upfront. I think one fifty thousand, and then the remaining three fifty thousand, you get it um, after the after the program, like after demo day and all of that. So this time around, um, Accelerator Africa is saying we are not giving you. There's no there's no guarantee that you get funded, which is curious if you want to build the YC for Africa because one of the biggest things um, for YC is you get funded, mm-hmm. you get access to a very vast network, vast network of founders, um, investors, mentors. regulators, mentors, people who have been there, done that. And without that funding component um, or without an assured funding component, it's now worrying how do you intend, are you just going to do advisory <laughs> intros, to, um, intros to investors, maybe intros to corporates for partnerships and stuff like that. So that's the first, uh, first part mm-hmm. uh, that I'm interested in. Um, secondly, they have they are doing this with a with backing from um, USAID, and um, they have a seven fifty thousand dollar grant, okay. but they are still not investing. Okay. So, um, so a question online, Justin Norman asked a very important question: um, How does how does that affect the kind of startups or the kind of investment they make? Mm-hmm. And just to do a little explanation, so. Um, your LPs sort of determine who you invest in. If you have LPs that are impact focused, which USAID is not a, they are not, um, they are not your typical LPs. They are not a hedge fund. They are not a pension yeah, fund or grants. stuff like that. Yeah. So 
they are likely to be impact focused, which means you're probably not going to be um, pursuing fintechs. Yes, it's right? probably you're um, probably looking at climate. Um, climate. Uh, you're yeah. probably looking at um, let's see. Uh, I mean, you could People do, do you humanitarian. Could do. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, basically okay. anything that has um, direct impact. Yeah. yeah, it would influence um, the kind of startups that you that you um, pick. The third question would be, um, if you are going to build another accelerator, we have a lot of accelerators, right? Yeah. And it's, so he's still with Future Africa. Future Africa still exists. And Future mm-hmm. Africa has done deals from like pre-seed up to I think series A. Mm-hmm. Um, so why build an accelerator? Yes, Africa. Also, he's saying the accelerator is not a pipeline into Future, into Africa. Future Africa that they may invest but there's no guarantee that Future Africa would do that. So why so, build an accelerator when you already have a VCFM, which has undergone a lot of iterations in the last two to three years? Mm. Um, okay, maybe not a lot, but they've undergone some iterations in the last... I think this, um, towards the end of last year, they began to rework some of their um, their approach to investing. Mm. So those are some of the questions that um, we need to ask. Also, saying that you want to build... Um, the YC for Africa, um, it's maybe I don't know. It's a so I find some of the statements in his interview with Tech about a bit um, interesting. <laughs> so for one, you're saying that you're investing in people who would not have otherwise gotten into um, YC. into YC. Not so a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you okay. there. You know. While it might make the case that our oh, YC has reduced the number of checks, it cuts, it gives to no reduce the number of Af- African startups. It's, African not, startups. it's not just Africa, to be yes, fair. Yes, like it's generally, everybody. so yes. people are literally looking for money. Yes, and that's another thing. Founders typically don't, not just founders, like right. Um, even some people who run accelerators, they they tout it as their their uh, what do you call it as their advantage over the others, that they give you funding. They don't, it's not just we are telling you, learn, and then we push you <laughs> yes, out. We, we they they put it as an advantage. Even because, Akathon, give yeah, funding. There are lots of so, accelerators so it's, it's that do that. Like, um, when when you want to do work for somebody and they said, I'll pay you. Pay you with exposure. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> in this case, they're now telling you, we'll pay you with access, basically, because, yes, we can't deny that um, it is important. Ian has access. Mm-hmm. Um, his co-founder, too, has... Um, she she used to be a vice president at uh, Mastercard, so that's like they have a what do you call it? They have a network they can introduce you to, right? Mm-hmm. But founders would always want that um, that funding component. Um, it now means that if you're if you're not going to give me funding, you have to give me something that is equal to that funding that you would not be giving me, mm-hmm. or maybe even more than it. Yeah. Um, there's something else that um, I mean, it just escaped my mind. Let me see. Um, so, so, so why, why, why you are looking for that? Why mm-hmm. you are looking for that? I, it, I, I'm, I'm not against this move, but is the intention behind it that, mm-hmm. that um, kind of bothers me because um, there are several accelerators. Mm, exactly. That some are not even like don't even call themselves accelerator like their funds like mm. Google yeah. Black Founder funds, yeah. mm. for instance. They still give you access to not just funds. They give you access to credit, Google credit, advertising credit, and all you mm. get. But you are promising these people storytelling. Yeah, 
how to polish yeah. their storytelling. You're promising them um, how to figure out their product, mm. how to do business development, how to build a team, which are typical things I can learn from a webinar. Yes. You know, but... I know that okay, you are giving these people access to a network, mm-hmm. but I think the 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 money part is still very important. Mm. It's still very important. Yeah, yeah. so that or an equivalent something yeah, like it's important, but it leads me to something else. Storytelling. There's only one reason you're teaching storytelling. To sell your idea so that you can get money. That's the only reason, which means. I should you be able to stand prepping. before your network no, no, that I have you access are to. These guys for foreign. That's what they are doing. And there's nothing mm. wrong with it. Mm. But what it shows you is... <laughs> then it's, we can't call it YC for Africa. For Africa. Maybe not. Maybe. I mean... So, okay, yes. That YC for Africa. We have this uh, tendency to bandy tags around. Last last year, um, Bloomberg made a documentary and called him the Mark Zuckerberg for Africa. Let's not go into that, yeah, but maybe... Um, some of these terms that we bandy about. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I get it. You're trying to make it like relatable so that people just know at um, immediately what you're trying to do. But mm-hmm. sometimes you just bandy terms around. Early this year, I said, stop calling yourself leading when you're basically, you're not leading anything. Like, what do you have meaning, man? Focus, focus. Like, no, focus. What I'm focusing. <laughs> what What's actually have meaning, right? If you say you're the leading fintech in Africa, right? No, what do you want to call the... You know, if you say you're the leading fintech in Africa mm-hmm. and we have... 101 um, fintechs. You're not leading any of them. So mm-hmm. who the hell are you leading, right? So let's be using words. Because I told with, him to focus. He didn't. didn't. Oh, let's be using words um, <laughs> like knowing that they have meaning. So yes, YC yeah. for Africa, good dreams, but how it plays out is very important. Um, YC has been around for um, roughly 15, 20, 15 years. Someone born in, no, not, sorry, not 20 years. YC has been around since 2005. That's a very long time. So it's helped them to like, almost, build up yes, to um, what they are today. Um, it's good that founders have one more um, way for them to, let's say, access. get access to mentors that have they may not have had before. But really, um, without funding. But the, the 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 comments you make about probably prepping them for foreign investors, mm. I I think it's not. It's prob- it might be solving the issue of giving them access to more funds, but it's not solving the challenge of. Um, not getting local investors yes. in um, local startups. I mean, that's a, that's an, that's an entirely the, different conversation. First of all, you don't have local investors. Let's be honest. It's an entirely yes, different. They are saying they want to become the YC for Africa. For Africa, which so, means that we are trying to bring together local investors. No, that's not. No, that is not. I know what I, YC for Africa is saying is they are bringing like the prestige, the network, the funding, the achievements that YC has, we want to replicate it. Mm. That's what I interpret so as YC for Africa. When you say you get yeah. into you got into Accelerate Africa, there's this mm. prestige exactly. that, came, so that comes with Usually, it. when people go through YC, okay, they okay. are able to raise at higher valuations. They are taken more seriously by investors and all of mm. that. Well, a lot of it has slowed down in the last one or two years, but yeah. um, all the best to them, but really... Yeah. Possibility. Yeah. <laughs> time, time will tell. Yeah, time, time eventually. Time yeah, will let's check back in 15 years. <laughs> God. For you, you cannot build YC for Africa in two years now. Yes, sure, sure. YC. Yeah, so let's check back in 15 years. How old is YC? 19 math, years. Sorry, my math is, is 19, poor. 19, 19 uh, years. So let's, okay, how, fine. Let's check back in 10 years. Uh, better. Let's check back 10. in 10 years. Some of the first investments were Airbnb. No, 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 10 case. because, you know, 
the growth rate with things that have to do with money in Africa don't really... Uh, okay. Yeah, I should complete the thought. No, don't worry. I'm just <laughs> pointing it out. No, like some of YC's first investments, exactly. Airbnb, Reddit. You said? Are they making investments? They're not. <laughs> they're not. Okay, yeah. So some of their first so investments. You just say, yeah. you just say I'm, a, I'm, I'm an ex accelerator freak. I mean, it's just a backing. We know, we, see, we know what you're saying. It's this ex, ex Harvard, <laughs> ex Google, ex Harvard, ex. Um, sorry, not ex Harvard because it can't be ex Harvard. Sorry. Um, ex Google. Harvard trained, um, Stanford MBA, all those things help you help to get you in the door. So if mm-hmm. you say, Oh, accelerate Africa, hopefully you've gotten to the or they've gotten to the point where so you're like, Oh, okay, if they accepted you, then yeah, it makes it easier. Hopefully, so. okay. So let, let, let's quickly go into Access Bank, um, getting into the digital lending space, getting a uh, approval in approval, principle. Approval yeah. in principle. They've not gotten the approval in principle. They've not gotten the um, license to go into digital lending. But yes, they're getting into it with um Oxygen X, which mm. is like um a rebrand of QuickBooks, which was like their loan app. I I, I actually have an history, a history with um QuickBooks. Yes, personal testimony. <laughs> yeah, I have an issue with uh, QuickBooks. That was where I got my last um, device. That was in 2020 when it was still active. It was interesting because before the middle of 2020, it was no longer active. And I think um, it's for reasons like this, the same reason why they are just launching into that space. Now, um, Ching, do you want to give us a few more details um, into that launch? Mm, well, what do I add? Nothing really. So, when you got yours with QuickBooks, it was restricted to like access, yes. to access and uh, bank customers. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan now is more people can access this. Mm-hmm. So they are not commencing operations yet, as we all know, yeah. until they get the final approval. I can't remember exactly how many months it takes, mm. but for the most part, you get like within six months. I I don't know of anybody who has announced approval in principle that. Did not receive it. Um, I may be wrong, Sha, but typically they end up getting it. So it's just like a formality. But um, now more people beyond Access Bank customers mm-hmm. will get it. Yeah. It's interesting coming from Access Bank. Access Bank has been on an acquisition spree in the last six, seven months. So they have solidified their plans to be one of Africa's, if not Africa's largest um, financial Tech. institution. Yeah. So getting into fintech is... It's like a good move for them. Yeah. So I just have, I mean, a few questions, a few thoughts on that. So, um, you know how hot fintech is. Yeah. Um, we also know how difficult lending is. Yes, for, I, I'm even surprised Nigeria. they decided to go into the lending space because well, their, I mean, their counterparts actually just go into. The um, fintech payments. Um, payments, yes, digital banking space payments. I mean, the problem is going into payment, so you can do digital banking. Really, that one is kind of easier. Yes, you can easily just onboard your guys, your mm-hmm. existing customers. Yeah, but for payments, it's always um, acceptance. They are they are kind of getting in late, so they might be restricted to the number of transactions they process. So maybe mm-hmm. they may not do 
a flutter well. wave level of um, processing mm-hmm. yet. But digital lending makes a lot of sense if you ask me. Although and I am Ada. Yeah, although Ada, of course, but it makes a whole lot of sense if you ask me. Um why we know how much of a need credit is a thought that's been playing in my mind for the last two weeks is how do you unlock credit at scale for Africa? Trust. And it's a um it's so far a lot of that of the progress in that space has been led by um fintechs. Right, mm-hmm. but a major commercial bank getting in might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem has always been how do you ensure that you're not lend like how do you ensure the that the profile of people you're lending to can actually repay, and if if they can't repay, how do you like what is your recovery mechanism? It's a access bank is regulated; they will not spam you with calls. Mm-hmm. They won't threaten your father, right? And that's one problem. Um, that's already something that they can't do. Mm-hmm. to recover the loans. So they have to do everything within the ambits ethical. of the law. Yeah, everything has to be ethical. So that's the problem. How can they give out loans? Now they are saying it's no longer just access bank customers. If it was an access bank customer, you have access to his financial history. Exactly. Yeah. But now you're opening it up to everybody. So um, I think, I think they will have stricter checks and KYCs. Yeah, I mean, ideally that's, that's the case. But every other person has stricter... Carbon has very good KYC... Um, regulations um, doesn't mean that it's necessarily easier for them. Yeah, there so, will be some so issues. you know, you know, the thing with um, lending, lending players in the lending app that are fintech, you mm-hmm. get the is that they want to re- they want to make sure they are able to acquire a lot of customers be- within a short time. So most of the KYC are non-existent, right? They say get a loan in five minutes, that kind of thing. Assets Bank might not be able to do that because no, you, you so they, the they will try to check your credit, credit. Get a loan in five minutes. We could change. Credit, we, we could change credit, the wording. Wordiness, yeah. Yeah, we could change the wording. Yes, you can still get a loan in five minutes with Access Bank. So I'm not holding brief for Access Bank, right? But um, you can't get your loan in five minutes. The five minutes is from the point you apply to the point the loan is disbursed, mm-hmm. not from the point you create an account. Because God help you, you use a network that shall not be named. You will not get your loan in five minutes. Yeah, but so, at least they will do their. Yes, so they just is, give you loan. So what makes what makes um, loan retriever mm-hmm. other is because you um, accountability. You you've kind of. Remove the accountability from the customer and put it upon yourself, right? At the point of you giving them that loan. I don't get it. Sorry, right? explain that. So you are you are you are trying to say you don't have to worry. I'll just give you the money and then you pay me back. So banks, apart from because, your okay, I, I'm an assets bank customer, you mm-hmm. get they have like if um a feature in their app, assess more, where mm-hmm. you can assess loan. Right, even as a customer, if I want to assess loan debt, they still have to check my eligibility, and this is one something that um, lending platforms usually do not pay much no, attention so to. It's it depends on the lending platform you're talking about. I group them into mm-hmm. that the serious people know that they need to make money, mm-hmm. that the ones that are just faffing around, they just want to use us for whatever reason, and hopefully, they just hope that they can milk out as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But for... Okay, I, I'm using um, Carbon. Um, they will have to pay me at some point because of the promo I'm doing. I've, I have been using Carbon for maybe four, five, six years. I don't know how long, but I've been using Carbon for a very long time, right? First time I got a loan from Carbon, um, it's, I did not get a millionaire. In fact, I could not get a, a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And that was something a lot of digital, um, digital lenders, lenders were doing. Too. 
Yes, I don't have your your financial history, mm-hmm. but I get access to certain information that kind of predicts to some degree whether you can repay. So I'm getting access to your to your contacts. I'm getting access to your um so when you when they give you when you give them access to your messages, for example, they can scan through to see okay, there's inflow and outflow of money in this account mm-hmm. that's kind of um regular. And then you you submit the bank statement mm-hmm. for the ones that are serious. You submit yeah. the bank statement. That exactly. bank statement shows them your inflow and outflow. Yeah. So now they can predict to a certain level that okay, this guy gets ten thousand naira every month. Mm-hmm. So we can lend him three thousand naira or maybe five thousand naira. Knowing fully well that if we give him a two month repayment period, he can repay us in two months mm-hmm. comfortably. Yeah. The problem we've now seen is that some people, you come to them, they give you a hundred thousand naira when the highest money that's entered into your account in your entire life is. Five thousand naira. Yeah. You just cannot repay. In I, I think we are saying the same thing. We yeah. are saying the same so, thing. Like assets bank g- going into this space have a lot of structure in place already. This is not their fault. I mean, this is like this, this is like they are just doing a standalone for yeah. loan. They have they've always been in the um, yeah, lending course. space. You get mm-hmm. it's part of financial services. So they have a lot of structure in place and. They, the chances of them making the same mistakes some of these lending platforms make, um, having those loopholes, are lower. Yes. I mean, the other problem now is always adoption, adoption. and scale. That's the other question you would have. Adoption and scale. So, so if, if, I, if if they ride on their customer, on their current customer base, I think it's a good place to start. That's a good place to start, Sha, but... Um, I don't know. It's it's probably it's not as easy as I the make it traditional. Sound. Yeah, yeah. They would have to. Um, yes, now they have like an existing customer base mm-hmm. that would that they can always tell. Oh, you guys can now borrow using um, this platform, right? Yeah. But they are not. If that's what they wanted to do, if they wanted to just leverage on those guys, mm-hmm. they would. They don't need to launch a standalone app and then make it open to everybody. Mm-hmm. What they are now doing is, we want all of you regardless of the bank you're using to, to use us. Yeah. So, um, I mean, some people think that the best thing for them to do is sort of partner with uh, with fintechs instead of just going it alone. Mm. Some people think, yeah, some people think they should partner with fintechs. Um, that is probably something that would work for them mm. um, because, so for example, we will talk about Kuda, but Kuda has gotten 7 million customers in um, less than five or six years. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive because think about how much it took, likes of um, could, uh, sorry, Access Bank, First Bank, UBA to get that, to number. Get that number. So they've done user acquisition has, has always been very fast. Mm-hmm. You could talk about um, whether it's profitable or not, but yeah. user acquisition has always been very quick. So they typically have more reach. Um, the fact that you can also deliver these services through a smartphone makes it easier. Mm-hmm. One problem has always been with the technology of. Um, established financial institutions. Mm-hmm. That technology is always a problem. I will not name the bank that I use, but man, sometimes it's a big problem using that. It's almost like they employ a different set of engineers from what fintechs use. Yes. Which is which is which is surprising because it's the same country you're hiring from. Yeah. But almost all of them f- seem to not um, be together. Get, yeah. That that digital banking aspect yeah. looks like they struggle. So maybe that's somewhere they could partner. Um, well, I mean, there's a whole lot we could discuss about this. Really, unfortunately, they are giving me uh, waving the flag for me to and stop. Yeah. to say what? Where's, where's what do you want to say? I was just going to talk about how, how it is interesting that a lot of banks are now are building fi- fintech, fintech products, which now fintech is which makes me think that the in a few years to come, 
I think the people that will be making the most money in the financial services space will be people that provide infrastructures. You guys were talking about how they will need your bank statements, things mm, like that. The then, likes of Mono, Lens yes, Square, for instance, exact, in the exactly. lending space. So we might now start seeing platforms that will make that thing easier for them, where mm -hmm. that platform now has like a machine learning program where in a few minutes it can look through a person's um financial history. transactions their yeah. financial history across all their bank accounts and then give you an estimate that if you borrow this person this social amount of money mm -hmm. this person can return based on every all the calculations we've done this person can return it at this amount of time yeah so i really think we those yeah we are seeing the money points so are seeing the the, okay for instance now the line is blurring between traditional and exactly. um, the fintech is and it? yes it is it is blurring not totally yeah, okay it's, maybe i'm speaking for my bubble <laughs> it's maybe not i'm speaking for my bubble but yes it is banks it will still be blurring. world banks are and they'll still yeah. playing a very very major role in yes. many many years to come yes but my own is just that the biggest players right the people, the people that people are not really seeing infrastructure right? those people will be making bank in some years to come yeah right. maybe i kind of disagree sure. maybe it's well as whether you agree or disagree time will tell we spend a lot of time in this studio today and um i wish we don't have to stop but um we'll have to round it up here but but, but there are other interesting stories in the neo bank space of um south african time bank saying they are making profit for the first time in five years quite contentious um and um is it contentious <laughs> <laughs> they told you they made profit is it? i should believe that they make profit yes even if it's five naira profit it's profit it's profit is but profit please tell us how much you made in profit you'd like to know so that we i'll never should launch the new bank at nano launching Exactly. So we need the details. Um, um, and also, TechCrunch reported and that um, Kuda Bank didn't reach its user acquisition milestone for 2023. And um, those are some of the news we would have loved to talk about on this podcast today, but for time. Also, um, <laughs> Patricia in the news again. You will find that on our website on their updates of paying back their customers. And <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, yes and, and many more stories that are very hard to keep up with on the TechPoint Africa uh, website you can go to techpoint.africa to keep yourself up to date with everything happening in the African tech space you can also subscribe to the to our daily newsletter week daily newsletter Checkpoint Digest, which gives you a breakdown. If you can't scroll through everything on the website, you can just subscribe to that newsletter and give, that gives you a daily breakdown of what happened the previous day in the African tech space. We, other, we also have other newsletters running in Checkpoint. We have Modern Workplace um, newsletter published by yours truly Uluani Femi uh, where we talk about different things that are related to work it's looking like an obsession this day but we've been talking with people with credibility in this space discussing and dissecting some of the challenges that um, people management or people managers face and I would love you to subscribe to that newsletter if you're managing people if you're an employer a manager or an HR professional also we have equity merchants that focused on um, startups and investment you also have 
we also have launching very soon a newsletter for Imagine Tech. It will be exciting. Okay, <laughs> watch out for it and subscribe for the ones that you currently run. I will not forget to mention that earlier in the week, Intel Point launched the Nigerian Insurance Industry Report and is filled with, can I use this word? crazy insights you get not just for the insurance companies we're talking about the fintechs we're talking about the people that are getting insured we're talking about people working for insurance company it has a lot of insights and you would want to check it out so just go to intelpoint.co intelpoint.co and download the report you can also find other industry reports um summarized and um other stats on that website. Thank you for joining us once again today. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure um, telling you what goes on in the African tech space. And something interesting is happening tomorrow, Friday, 19th of January. And it's the first edition of Pitch Friday in 2024. Of course, it's a good time to talk about finance because it's the beginning of the year. While people are making new resolutions, others, uh, people that run businesses are trying to look for ways where they can stay afloat during the year and uh, also sustain their businesses. So we'll be talking, we'll be bringing an expert in um, at the Pitch Friday to talk about how companies can manage money because a lot of companies are shutting down. Those that are not shutting down are in acquisition talks because they couldn't raise money. How did they use the money they raised? How did they use the money they are making? Okay. So these are the things that these experts who come and teach early stage founders at Fitch Friday. Don't miss it. It's holding at Zone Tech Park in Bagada, Lagos. So make it a date and be there. If you see me, you do what? Hola. Thank you to our audio listeners for always um, listening to the Tech Point Africa podcast. Um, we are looking forward to your comments. Please send us a comment, nice words, beef, or whatever it is, feedback that you want to give to us to podcast at techpoint.africa. You can also share the podcast with other podcast lovers that you know wants to listen to what you are talking about. And if you're listening to this from any other platform, you can get us on which platforms? Um, yes, for audio you can listeners. always find us on um, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Hyatt Radio, or anywhere else you get a podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Bye. Bye.